Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Chill Boys, the official underwear of our show. Chill Boys, comfort where it counts. Dirt balls, upgrade your undies, do it. That's some good life advice for me. You don't want stinky, holy underwear. You just don't want it, right? You're meeting somebody, you're getting down and dirty, and all of a sudden you got these nasty-looking underwear. You don't want that. Get rid of that. So upgrade to Chill Boys. They got the bamboo boxers, the performance boxers, the boxer briefs, and so many great styles. So it's time to upgrade your undies, boys. Use discount code DIRTY20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's DIRTY20, D-I-R-T-Y 20, to save 20%. Head on over right now. Do that at chillboys.com. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. With Andy Ruther and Joe Prano Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast I am your host, Andy Ruther Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio With my co-host from Los Angeles, California Joey, no chill, Prano Hello, Andy Good Morning. morning. Yeah, I still got 20 minutes left in morning here. Thank you for uh, accommodating me this morning. A little later start for those uh, dirt balls and dirt bellas and uh, dirt. Uh, wh- I forget what what else we got. We got the I, I've given the up. rubbish. We got rubbish balls. We got dirt dirt balls down under. We Cr- got uh, across the pond balls. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, my apologies to everybody. I got up at 5 a.m. and went golfing this morning. Got a late late call last night to hit Rancho Park, a famous L.A. golf course, for, for some morning action. You, uh, you've gotten so white getting up now to golf. I mean, that's like the epitome of white boy, right? I, I mean, I think more so than white, I'm getting old. Okay. And that's what I always – like – to me, that that's been the true um, acceptance of my golf life that is occurring. Is I'm old, and I always said I was like, I'll learn to golf. I'll start playing golf. I'll, you know, take up that sport. Yeah. When I'm, when I'm old. Sure. And uh, sadly, like I've said before, I just got old overnight last January, and now I'm old. I I always felt young for my age, and now I feel at least my age. You got to retrain your mind. Oh, excuse me. You got to retrain your mind, man. Well, I could retrain my mind all my, all I want, but when I get up off the couch and like bones, like pop and crack and whatever, I'm just like, Oh, I'm now suddenly that guy who's like, just I know, sitting but, up. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I think a lot of it's in between the years. Like, dude, I see some of these guys doing marathons or at the pool, older guys who, really are impressive and you're like i want to be that guy well i'm trying i'm at i'm at the pool regularly and my and my pool regimen is pretty uh 
is pretty heavy. So I, you know, I feel like that's one place where I've always been like my whole life. It was like a guy who stood out at the pool. I know I don't stand out on a basketball court. I don't stand out, you know, uh, in a surf lineup. I don't stand out on a golf course, but I've always stood out in a pool pretty good. So I still get after it in the pool I'm early on, but, and maybe that'll help, but God damn, if you know, you should see what's on my leg right now. I mean, I should, <laughs> I'm like the terminator. I have a ice, um, I have an ice slash like suction cup pressure thing on my knee. Then I've got a, a pressure thing on my ankle. Like I look like the Terminator. I look like, I look like Tom Brady wrapped in Carson Wentz from on my left leg right now. What's the, uh, so like, are you doing therapy right now for the knee? Like, I mean, talk about, you know, one of those all time government screw use, like my insurance that I specifically signed up for. So I could go to my surgeon and get my surgery done and then have that whole thing happen at Cedars and blah, blah. I mean, the paperwork, the logistics yeah. of this were heavy last year. I'm sure you remember. Yeah. And January, 2021 Cedar Sinai no longer takes my insurance. So my last, what was supposed to be like my final checkup was canceled. Now I've got to go do a whole insurance thing. If I want to see that doctor, they won't let you pay cash. You're not allowed to pay cash. It's like, it's a whole, the whole thing. Very frustrating. It sucks. It really is though. Like I'm so, I'm just, I don't know, man. You talk about getting older, the more all this bullshit and bureaucracy, it, it's just, it's, it's, it's shit, man. And we all, and we all just accept it. We do. We, we all accept it. Like, I don't know how many times I'm going to bring it up. Like we talk about all these protests or marches, like we're a lot of times there's protests for good things. I'm not saying that there's not right now, but like, I think there's stuff everybody can agree on. Right. And like, we never unify as one and say, Hey, what's up with these insurance companies? Well, I mean, but that's the thing that, you know, that, you know, and not to start off the show on a political bent, but like, our country is so divided and it's divided even where like pe people will argue over things that they 100% should agree on. If you don't want universal health care, that's fine. The idea that we don't have it is ludicrous. Well, it's ludic every country, every first world country except us has it. A high speed rail system. Every first world country except us has it. But like. We want to privatize. By the way, how's privatized energy going in Texas right now? Yeah. Some things, some things you should be like baseline, whether you want to buy in or buy out should be there. Yeah. No, I look, I agree with them, you know, mostly with what you're saying. It's, it's like, it's not getting to the core of, of issues and problems. And sometimes you got to, really peel it like like it's like one it's like you're going one layer deep but this is like a six layer deep problem does that make sense right it's it's like just i just imagine but just imagine being the person who's sitting around somewhere like discussing universal health care and being like every single evolved country is wrong we are correct like you have to you have to be a real dipshit to be like everybody showed up at this party wearing white i showed up wearing purple 
this is a guys you fucked up this is a purple party it's like dude it's not this is a white party p diddy sent out the invitation yeah this is what you wore the wrong fucking outfit dog sure well to transition into the breaking news of the last hour i don't a think guy who, a guy who could use universal health care yeah carson wentz good segue there i was gonna say we're talking about agreeing. I don't know if the Eagles, the Eagles fans, the city of Philadelphia, if they can agree who's their future, what their future is, what's happening. It's a giant train wreck going on with the Eagles organization. Yeah, the, their future is very much in question. Uh, you know, Howie Roseman just showed up in a lab coat with wraparound sunglasses. And he's like, quarterbacks where we're going, we don't need quarterbacks. <laughs> You're like, what? Yeah, and he's shoving garbage into the top of the Eagles franchise. Get in. We're going back to the dumpster. <laughs> I mean, they fired. Let's just go through a timeline here. Yeah. The end of the season. So first you've got Carson Wentz. They trade. A, did they trade or they had those picks? I forget. Did they trade up for Wentz? No. Goff traded. They traded up for the Rams traded up for Goff. I forget, but the the Eagles draft Carson Wentz two very high. I forget yeah. where exactly they draft him. They draft him really high. No, they drafted number two because that's yeah. what's crazy is the two top picks, which are Jared Goff and Carson Wentz from the 2016 draft, have now been traded. They draft Wentz two. He is their franchise quarterback. He has part of a part of an MVP caliber season. Sure. He gets hurt. They win the Super Bowl with their backup. It's crazy. They put up a statue that says Philly Philly. They put up a Bud Light commercial as a statue outside their fucking stadium with a visor wearing Doug Peterson and uh, a 11-inch packing Nick Foles. They go back to Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz is, refuses to stay healthy. They get rid of Nick Foles. Carson Wentz, when he is healthy, is terrible. Yeah. They draft terribly. They go from winning the Super Bowl to dumpster fire very quickly. They throw the last game of the season for reasons that can be as many as or as limited to um, because they're a garbage city and they know that they deserve to lose. And so they should, they'll take L's wherever they can get them. They want to see Nate Sudfeld. They want a cancer survivor and leg surgery survivor in Ron Rivera and Alex Smith to get into the playoffs. They hate the giants. They fire Doug Peterson for maybe not getting along with Carson Wentz. And then they trade Carson Wentz, and now they're left with either Jalen Hurts, who the guy they fired refused to play, but then also took out early, and the guy you replaced him with, Nate Sudfeld. And they trade Carson Wentz for very little. Yeah, so Carson Wentz is traded for... This is what the trade is for. It's going to be a... 2021, so this year, third-round pick to the Colts. 2022 is a conditional second-round pick. So at worst, they get a second-round pick next year. Now, however, 
if Carson Wentz plays at least 75% of the season this year for the Colts, that number, that second round pick turns into a first round pick. Or the second alternative is if Wentz plays at least 70% and the Colts go to the playoffs, the Eagles get a first round pick. 75% of the snaps or the games? Snap doesn't matter, I guess. 75%, it becomes a first. 70% and the playoffs, it becomes a first. Correct. So I love this deal all around. I'm not going to lie. I love this deal for the Colts because it's really not that much that you're giving up. You're going, you know, lowish risk, very high reward. You're, you know, reuniting Carson Wentz with probably the guy responsible for his MVP ish season and the Super Bowl since Doug Peterson without Frank Reich has been nothing short of terrible and then fired. Um, so you reconnect him with the guy who got the best out of him. You reconnect him with that guy for very little, like a second round, you know, a third rounder and a second round is nothing. A third round and a first round. If you make the playoffs is like a low first round pick. Like who cares? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, if he gets you to, the, if he gets you to the playoffs next year, you happily give up your late first round pick, right? Like you do that in a heartbreak. So really it's a, a third and a second kind of either way. Um, and you get, you know, and you don't have to start Jacoby Briscoli. You know, you don't have to go back to the Briscoli. You don't have to get back into the Briscoli business. <laughs> um, and that's nice. So a lot of upside for the Colts. And I love it for the Eagles because I'm a Giants fan. And what are they now? They're 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 a rudderless boat, adrift at sea. Their coach has been fired. They've replaced him with a guy who can't even get through the press conference without embarrassing himself. They're going with Jalen Hurts, who didn't start in college. Basically, I mean, they had to, you know he. Tua nah, took his job. Nah, Tua took his job. Come on, dude. He he, he Tua yeah, took but, his job. Yeah, that's just that's just inaccurate though. He started a lot. Okay, I'm just saying he didn't start at Alabama. Like he started, then he lost his job to Tua, who I think we all agree is suspect at best in the NFL. Then he goes to Oklahoma. Hurts is suspect at best in his playing time. Like, are they bringing in a vet? Are they drafting another quarterback? Are they trying to get Nick Foles? Are they like as a Giants fan to look at the Eagles and be uh, like, by the way, by the way, Jalen Hurts started. I knew I knew it was he started three of his four years. OK, I'm just saying he also lost his job. Yeah, he but he started he started freshman, sophomore and junior year at Alabama. Or, or, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Three years. Yeah, he started freshman, sophomore year and then transfers. Lost his job. Um, and then transfer. I like Hertz, by the way. I, I, I look, I don't know how good he's going to be as a, as a person. Well, here's my name. You, like, you like Jalen Hurts as an NFL quarterback. I do. You like, you like the future of the Philadelphia Eagles in the hands of Jalen Hurts. I don't know if I'm fully ready to commit to that, but I like that he's faced some adversity. 
and then he played great at Oklahoma. Okay. Now, the only problem is I think he needs the irony is if he had Frank Reich, I'd feel a lot better if he had the Colts coach. I mean, Jalen Hurts being good starts with knowing what to do and knowing what to do starts with reading the playbook and reading the playbook starts with knowing how to read and, and knowing how to read starts with going to kindergarten. It's like he's in the hands of a guy who, who couldn't get through the press conference without cue cards. Yeah. Look, I look, I, I think obviously the Eagles are in disarray, but if I'm the Eagles, I think we got to try. I, I saw they're probably going to bring in competition, but I would say go with Hertz, see what he can do the first four games or whatever. Maybe reevaluate there. He was your second round pick. He played decent. He didn't play insanely well, insanely poorly. I think he was pretty middle of the road when he played. I agree with you on the Colts end. I like me, this a lot. Let, let me ask you something about the Philadelphia Eagles. Thanks. Okay. Year. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set there over under three and a half place in the division. Do you go over or under three and a half place? Are they the worst team? Or are they third? Hmm. God, the East is so hard to predict. Yeah, I'm going to say under. Under three and a half. Meaning you think they're better than three. They're, they're better than third place. They're third place or better. You don't yeah. think they're the worst team in the division? No. I'm I also. Think the, I think they're the worst team in the division. They, they probably are, but I'm also writing on. doesn't mean that they won't finish third or better. The the division has division such a dumpster. Taylor fire. Heineke, Daniel Jones, and a, a coming off an injury, Dak Prescott, and that's my point. And that's not good. And I think the Eagles have the worst quarterback situation significantly. I, I don't I don't know if I agree with that. Okay. Jalen Hurts only played well in comparison to Carson Wentz. Okay. I again I I don't think. From what I saw of Jalen Hurts, I'm not ready to like, write I don't him off. Buy, I don't want to buy a Honda Accord with three wheels, but if but if my if I'm deciding between a Honda Accord with three wheels and a Honda Accord that's in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, I'll take I'll figure I'll find a wheel. You know what I mean? That's Jalen Hurts. Yeah, but I'm not again. I'm not ready to. I'm not ready to fully assess him yet. I just I, we didn't see enough. What I saw was hey, give give the guy a shot, and they did. And I thought he played well enough to get a shot next year. Now, are they going to bring in competition from what I'm reading? Yes, they will. But I say, give the, give the young guy a shot. And again, I, I like kind of his story, but yeah. Here's one thing I know about Eagles fans too. Eagles fans will convince themselves of anything. So I put out a call to you Eagles fans. The Dirty Sports Hotline is open. I know you have convinced yourself, Jalen Hurts and the guy who can't, the the you know Nick Scarmucci or whatever his name is, who couldn't get through the press conference without cue cards. I know you've convinced yourself this is the future. Now you guys are going to be great. Give us a call. Explain yourselves. Three one zero three five nine eight three six five. But the Colts, real quick. It seems like we both agree. I like it. I like reuniting Reich and Wentz. I think Frank Reich is a really good coach. I think Wentz will improve. A change of, a change of scenery, excuse me, I think should be good for him. 
And I think he'll call you, you know, the, the right plays, hopefully to protect him. And his camo sleeve will fit in great in Indianapolis. Yeah, I don't, I, it's going to be hard for them to wear like a dark green uniform as the Indianapolis Colts, but it, he'll find a way to make it work. He's going to be like, can we just pretend it's October every month? Oh, I'm surprised he hasn't been fired as a coach or canceled considering his name Reich, the third Reich. I'm just saying, why why haven't the Wokes come for Frank Reich yet? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that there's a, you know, a better, like, I think there's, we will see it and improve Carson Wentz for sure. He's not going to be as bad as he was on the Eagles, but there is a chance that Carson Wentz isn't good with the Colts, but I just think risk reward is there. They didn't give up that much. I mean, you, Matt Stafford got two first rounders, another pick, and they gave up Goff to acquire Matthew Stafford. So like in terms of value, you know, the Rams see Matthew Stafford as like infinitely more valuable than Carson Wentz, than the Colts see Carson Wentz, you know? Um, and I think that that's probably correct. But that being said, you don't give up that much for him. I like it. Uh, you know, you I think the dice, it's a free roll. I, I think something that no one, like no one ever talks about that I'm seeing, we're talking about Jared Goff, we're talking about Carson Wentz, you know, Trubisky, it's not the same year, but he's always talked about they were trading up for him. I think you you can't you can't reach for a QB when you're drafting. I think these teams get desperate because it's the most important position in the field. Obviously, this is like the quarterback show, how we handle our NFL talk. But you see it time and time again, right, Joe? Like these guys, they reach, they trade up. And if the I mean, talent. When's the last, you know, top pick that really, really, really panned out? Like number one overall? Number one overall, number two. Over, I mean, we, we're like, how far back do we have to go? Like, I wouldn't say Baker's like panned out for being one overall i wouldn't say andrew luck yeah okay andrew luck's retired i'm you know in terms of panning out he played in an afc championship game he didn't win it he didn't you know wasn't an mvp he didn't play in a super bowl and and obviously he's gone um i mean it is crazy so the, the deshaun watson's lower down the mahomes is lower down you know the the guys who have, you know, come out a little later. I mean, even Josh Allen, wasn't he the last of those big four? So these, let me just go through the last 15 years, your number one overall picks at QB. And I'm starting at 2020. Burrow, Murray, Mayfield, Goff, Winston, Luck, Cam, Sam Bradford, Matthew Stafford. That's the funniest one ever. Jamarcus Russell. Alex Smith, 2005. So if we go back to 2005, I mean, it's pretty hit or miss. Like, obviously, a lot of these guys are young. Like you said. Murray is TBD. Mayfield's TBD. Burroughs TBD. But Winston didn't work out. Goff has not worked out. Winston didn't work out. Mariota doesn't work out in the same draft. Goff doesn't work out. Wentz doesn't work out in the same draft. Cam worked out. I mean, I'm going to say they they went to the Super Bowl. He got an MVP. Bradford didn't work out. Stafford in a way. Bradford's the funniest thing of all time. 
Yeah. That's and crazy. I will never forget that we were still doing that. We were already doing the show when the Vikings acquired Sam Bradford and people were like, this is it. The Vikings like to go for those, those QBs, man. Like, like you could almost put Kirk cousins in that Bradford wheelhouse. Like he's better. Yeah, but for sure. But the, the thing with the, the Vikings is they've been a QB away for so long, so long. Yeah. Like, you know, whenever they have, whenever they're close, it's like they're a QB away. And the closest they ever closed was like Randall Cunningham. And even that is like this late career band-aid guy. Yeah. Dante Culpepper turned out he was just the guy that caught Randy Moss passes. Bradford. Uh, who was the other guy that started in Tampa? Josh Freeman. Kirk Cousins, Favre, Bridgewater. Yeah. Well, yeah, again, it's it's it can be tough, man. And the, the, the first few picks, it seems it's almost I don't even know if you'd want to say it's a 50 percent hit rate as far as drafting these guys and then being successful. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, even like I said, I think I could be wrong. Did Josh Allen go four of four out of uh, Darnold, Baker, Rosen, then Allen? No, I think Allen was 10th, I want to say. No, I'm saying, but did he go fourth out of the four of those guys? Or was Rosen after him? I'll look it up. Uh, I'm not sure. you You got two guys in front of him. And Josh Allen, I think, is the best out of those that bunch. Yeah, well, Lamar Jackson was in that draft, too. Don't forget him. Right. Yeah, so you had Baker at one, Sam Darnold at uh, three. No, Josh Allen went seventh. So he was third. Rosen went tenth. The, what, Vikings, what a, the Vikings are like, thank you, Dirty Sports Podcast, for reminding us about Josh Rosen. How do we get our hands on, on him? So, How do we get our hands on our latest project quarterback? Who's so odd. And bad. What an odd. What an odd career. For who? Like Rosen. Like, yeah. Who, I mean, I, I think we can all agree that it's not been good. But there's also there's also guys like that where I go. You know, like if they if the if the Eagles just gave up on Hertz right now and like somebody picked him up and never played him, he's a bust. When you're like, I don't know, it's TBD. Like, obviously, if Josh Rosen was good, he'd show himself on a practice squad and he'd show himself whatever. But like some of those guys, you you wonder you get put in a bad situation and you never get not a bad situation. I'm sure he's not a great quarterback, but he also the the the. Dolphins, the Cardinals. Where is he now? He's a, he's like San Francisco. Yeah. But I'm just saying, if he was good enough, they don't really have a stable QB right now. So, right. If he was good enough, he would be challenging Jimmy G. Right. He's, not, he's in the Niners, right? I think so. I think that's right. There's going to be a lot of QB moves. A lot. So we'll see how it plays out. We all agree that the Colts win this deal. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think, you know, that it keeps them in that same hunt, right? 
that same position competing with the Titans. Jags, obviously, complete rebuild. The Texans, having no heat in the state of Texas is like, that's like a simile for the Houston Texans. Like, they got no heat in the place. Everyone's leaving. They got a QB who's basically trying to stay warm in his car, and he's like, I want to get the fuck out of here. And they're like, no, you're not leaving. You got to stay. I don't really The have... owner's hopping on a plane to Cancun, Bob McNair. It's just a mess. I, I got beef with a lot of states. I don't really have a lot of Texas beef, but you got to love that, like, probably if if there was a state that that's, like, synonymous with, like, pretending they could do it on their own and being like the tech we fly the texas flag because we could we could be the fourth biggest country in the world if we just just let us go <laughs> and then like literally the first time they're like asked to do it on their own they're freezing to death in the dark <laughs> i loved i love texas personally i love i, love te- I, lo- I mean I, I like visiting texas but i i do you gotta love Everything's bigger in Texas, sure. including their fucking blackouts, including their bread lines. Well, when I was in college, there was a lot of kids in my fraternity from Texas and like Houston and Dallas were like a big feeder for our school. And uh, that used to really get on my nerves because you're right. Like the pro, like it, 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 I never, you know, I didn't really know anybody. Right. Cause I grew up in Ohio. So you start meeting these people and you're right. There was it, the pride was te- always Texas first. Then let's say yeah. your country, you know what I'm saying? Like it didn't matter. It was always Texas first. And it's one of those things where you're like, who's like personality is like the state that they're from. I mean, I think people take pride. You've seen it. And, and, Ohio, but it's nothing like Ohio. People are defensive about Ohio. Ohio people are aggressively defensive about Ohio. It's not like this big pride bravado that Texans have. Yeah. Texans come into the room being like, I'm from Texas. Ohio people just sit in the room until somebody goes, Ohio sucks. And then they go, how dare you? I will stab you to death. We have chili. That river on fire thing, it happened one fucking time. We'll say I've never really had a bad time in Texas of all the times I've ever been. And, the, you, and <laughs> this, yeah, you uh, to be fair, you've only gone during the times where they've the whole state has had power. Dude, you got have, have you shared that story? I was trying to recall it to somebody. I could not stop laughing. That story when we were in Austin that one year and that that girl. <laughs> That girl was so drunk. Which girl? It was like 20. I was, it was when I was still drinking. It was like 2013. And uh, that girl came out who you knew and party oh, with us. Oh, my God. Didn't what happened to her wheel and sparks were flying. You got to yeah. retell this story real quick. She like we were all hanging out and then she was like leaving to go home. Well, and then, well hold on. Hold on. I, I do remember this part. Let me hop in here real quick. That we were on sixth street, right? That's the main street. Yeah, I think so. In uh, downtown Austin. So yeah. We were, we were getting lit all night. Yeah. yeah. And, and here was the catch. She had to take a flight. Remember the next day to San Diego. Right. She was. And, and she drove out to meet us. Yes. And then we were like, just, leave your car come get it tomorrow don't try she's like no i have a flight i've got to catch a flight in the morning 
And she's like, I'm going to drive home. And we were like, this is a bad idea. Yeah, not good. And and she was in one of those. She was in one of those like it was like one of those parking areas where like the last spot on one end was like boxed in. You know what I mean? Like, so there's the curb in the front, but then there's also the curb next to you. It's kind of like one of those, you know, where the where the things cut out. So she's in the last spot and she goes to back out and she turns her wheel as if there's like empty space next to her, but there's not, there's a curb. And when she, when she pulls out, she literally like cuts the wheel, like cuts the tire and the wheel like basically explodes. And, and and the the important part is you and I are on the side. We're like, Whoa, watching this in real time. And mind you, we're we're no exaggeration. I don't remember. We're like six hours deep into drinking. Yeah. So not only is it something to watch sober, but like imagine being six hours. This is like pretty much the end of the night. It's probably yeah. like midnight at that no, point, but we probably it's started like 2 a.m., man. It's yeah. late. Yeah. So she rips her tire off. And then you and I are like, well, that settles that. Like, looks like your car <laughs> staying here after all. Just pull it right back into that spot. You know, come get it at 6 a.m. Have somebody tow it. Or have somebody change your tire and then you figure it out from there. And we were kind of relieved. We were like, okay, she's not going to drive home. Nope. Puts it in the drive, starts driving off. Literally the Philadelphia Eagles franchise, a Honda Accord missing a missing one tire sparks coming like metal hitting the road. So what would I'm so stupid with cars. So I remember the sparks hitting. So, her rim was just on the her, she was just driving on three tires and a rim. That was it, right? Yeah, yeah. just and three like, tires and, and a like, rim. She still had a tire on, but it was shredded, shredded, completely flat. Sparks. I'll never forget the sparks flying. But here's the best part. I don't know if you remember. We were staying in the biggest dump of a day's in. Oh, I remember. Didn't we move hotels eventually, or did we end up staying there the whole time? I don't remember. It was such a dump. I just remember I refused to go to the bathroom in our own hotel room. So every time, every day we would go downtown, I would go to the bathroom and I would take a dump in the Marriott. Yeah. The people at the Marriott thought I was staying there because I would show up every morning, 20 minutes away from where we were staying to go to the bathroom. But here's the craziest part. I don't know if you remember this. We woke up, of course, all hung over. And I'm like, that girl, hundred percent got arrested, got a DUI. You texted her. She made it back safely. And also made it on her flight to San Diego. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, talk about Texas for you. Somebody could just drive down the, the you drive 15 minutes home on, on a sparking wheelless <laughs> car. And they're like, everything's bigger in Texas, including our disastrous drunk drivers. I mean, that was unbelievable. That was unbelievable. That's when I used to wear that Pornhub hat out sometimes. Remember that? I was wearing that out that night. I think you lost it on that trip. I did. And then you, got, you like, I think I, I'm pretty sure you like. I threw it out the window. Oh, did you? Do you remember? I got, I got so drunk. We were in the, dude, this is like pre Uber. We were in a taxi. And you said, I didn't remember this. The next day you go, dude, you're a weirdo, man. We're, dri- we're riding back to the hotel in the taxi. And you had this big grin. And you go, I'm going to throw my hat out the window. And Brent, and you said that you thought I was like just fucking around. And you're like, dude, you rolled down the window, laughed, and just threw your hat out driving on the freeway. Yeah. And the guy yelled at us. like, And and I just remember you like you wanting to do that 
And then the next day you being so you I think you like emailed Pornhub and you were like, guys, I, need I got a, a new, new hat. They did. They sent me a new one. <laughs> and it was all it was all uh, free swag because you had tweeted about your love of Pornhub so many times. It's unbelievable. Yeah, man. Everything's bigger in Texas. That's the point of all this. Jeez, Texas. Right. Bring bring you back some memories. They should power Texas on the sparks off of her <laughs> rudderless car. I, will, I wish I, I wish I had a I wish I had a photograph. Of, I know, so that I could just put the Philadelphia Eagles on the side of the car. <laughs> it really is. The Eagles were that girl driving off where you're watching and you're like, "Wow, this is a train wreck. Somebody is going to get hurt." Like, and what a mess. I, I, I'm pretty sure. When she drove away, we're like, well, she's dead. <laughs> like, that's it. Well, we did. We were, I think we were for sure. She's, we're like, she's either going to be dead or get arrested on the way home. Well, the, the thing is, like, we've all been in this position. I, and, and there's only so much you can do to prevent somebody from driving drunk. I mean, it's true, though. Like, I don't know this girl. I'm not tackling her. I'm not physically restraining a girl. There's even, there's even only so much God could do. God was like, well, I'm not going to give you a tire. And she's like, God. Fuck you. Right. Because like, making it home. Because like I'm just picturing some people are listening. Like, why did you physically restrain her? Like, if you tell somebody, do not drive, do not drive. Like, I'm not getting into a physical altercation. Obviously, I mean, we, I, we did we were like, we were like, this is just such a bad idea. You're so drunk. Like, who cares? Take a cab home now. Yeah. Cab cab back here at 5 a.m. Yeah. And get your car in the morning and whatever. Give your I, I think at one point we were like, give your keys to your roommate or your best friend and tell them you left your car down here. You couldn't miss your flight. Sure. Unbelievable. I, I will. I will. Again, I was pretty blacked out, but I do have like. You know, a shaky memory, but it's still there of the sparks flying because it was it was a minor hill that she was going up. I don't know if you remember yeah. that and the sparks flying and it was like you were watching a movie. It would be like a like an early 2000s Judd Apatow movie where totally. is this is this really happening? Totally. Um, I do want to bring up another NFL news story, though. The Ben Roethlisberger ones. We're talking quarterbacks. OK, what, what are they doing? I don't know if you saw this. They have not fully committed to him as of yesterday. I'm I like I realize that they don't have a quarterback, but like I'm totally fine with this. Like I, I think that the Steelers should move on from Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah. He's old. He's he's hot and cold. He looked bad there's, in the playoffs. There's bad, like, there's no consistency to him, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, there's never been a worse 11-0 team in history. Um, I just think you're they're, they're hanging on to this, you know, like, now pretty ancient history of success. Like, it was pretty early on that Roethlisberger went to a few Super Bowls. Like, the guy hasn't been in a Super Bowl in a decade. Yeah. Has he been in an AFC championship game? Like, you know, like, I'm sure there's one in there that I'm forgetting, but it's been pretty disappointing. Well, he, so this is what he did. He changed. He was getting the ball out faster than anybody in the NFL last year. So he completely changed, right? The Big Ben model was hold on to the ball. He's going to take a lot of sacks, but he's also going to right, do Ben things where he breaks tackles. 
and big plays downfield. But last year he had to get the ball out quicker, but that didn't work like for success. It did to get him 11 and 0, but he was pretty bad. It's just, it's also, it's like, it's not his style. Like, I just think, you know, adjusting your style later in your career. Cause you're not as mobile. Cause you're not, that's one thing. I mean, big Ben's in, you know, you're 19, 18. Like what year are we talking about here? That he's the 2004 or five draft. Like we're talking about, he was drafted in 2004. Yeah. We're talking about 17 years late. Like we're not like, you're not adjusting your game to be this quick fire pat. Like that it's ludicrous. Like, yeah. I just think move on. And honestly, I kind of, in a way, I know that they've had relative, like as far as successful seasons go. And, and again, I'm a guy who believes it's kind of a super bowl or bus league. And especially the thing is they're not trending toward the super bowl with Ben Roethlisberger. Like he's very much on the downside. So if you are a quarterback that's not able to lead your team to the Super Bowl and you're not getting better, I think you throw them out. I think you throw them out. Like, well, I agree because think about it. You have to ask yourself, are the Steelers contenders? And I, you'd say no. They went 11-0 last year. They were getting walloped in the playoffs by the Browns at home. Also, look at that division. Baker Mayfield seems like he might be figuring it out. The Browns certainly are as an organization. Ravens are going to be right there. I mean, the Bengals, you know the Bengals, but also Burrow looked really good before he got hurt. Obviously, Bengals are going to Bengals. But my point is, you have three young quarterbacks in that division. And I, I just, like, I think you just got to move on. I agree. And you might suck next year, or you might suck for a couple years. And the Steelers are traditionally in it every year they just you know they're one of those teams that's always in it but sometimes you got to get bad before you get better so yeah and i just think you know maybe even more so in football maybe basketball is probably if you want to be bad with the lottery you know being bad is good in some sense but like being middle of the road is just absolutely not where you want to be yeah, look. Like honestly, going 11 and 0 and getting walloped in the playoffs is worse than being 0 and 16. Yeah. I mean, this is what I'll say about the Steelers. Like they are and I'm sure if they went 0 and 16, they they'd have Trevor Lawrence and they'd be back in the Super Bowl like the Steelers as opposed to the Jaguars. The Steelers get a guy like that. They're in the Super Bowl in 3 years, right? Sure. Yeah. Well, look, the Steelers I would call them a model franchise. I think most would agree as far as the longevity, the competitiveness three head coaches. Yeah. They've always been good. They've always been consistent. They're kind of like our friends at Miller light, right? Joe, as far as like Miller light is the model beer that you want to model yourself after. If, if you're going to create a new brand, I couldn't agree more. I mean, look at the Miller light can the Miller light can is basically the Steelers steel curtain. You know, it's a successful is the dominant you know, can of the seventies, the eighties, they, they got away from it for a minute. They went to the blue can, but now they're back playing, you know, the great style that they've always played. And, uh, I feel like, you know, you, if you look to Miller light for consistency, 
they're really, it's just, they've never had, they've never been a lottery team. Not for one day. Yeah. I mean, they're the original light beer. They've always been about bringing you and your friends together for Miller time. You know, I, I would argue Miller time is as consistent and as known as the terrible towel in Pittsburgh. It's just, it's something, you know, and Miller light, as we all know, guys is great taste with only 96 calories and 3.2 carbs. However, you and your friends are enjoying Miller time. You can have the original light beer delivered by going to MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports and find the delivery options near you. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. Once again, find any delivery options in your location or any stores which carried Miller Light. Just go to MillerLight.com forward slash dirty sports. I did something last night, Prano. Oh, okay. I can't wait to hear this. Well, you know that I don't normally do. And we won't talk long about it, but I have to say, I watched Serena Williams. I watched tennis. I watched the Australian semifinals, the women's Australian semifinals, Serena Williams versus uh, Naomi Naomi Osaka. Sorry. Osaka. Osaka. Now, I meant to ask you because it was, I, I ended up talking to you when I pushed the show back, probably around midnight your time. And you settled in to, for sure, the marquee matchup of the semifinals. Did you stick around and watch the other semifinal match? No. Which was a way better match, but obviously not the prime time. Like, so it's sort of one of those things where, like, the, the Serena Osaka is like the, the old NBA West. And, you know, then, then the East played a, a, a fantastic series. Uh, but I think everybody was agreeing that the the winner is probably going to come out of the West. Sort of a disappointment, disappointing match for all of the the hype surrounding it, the one that you watched. Um, but I know you were into it. Well, here's the thing, and and people were like, "Why is Ruther talking about this?" I, I'm talking about this because there was a lot of hype, and I haven't watched enough Serena in her career. Obviously, she's the goat women's player, and. Everyone's saying how Osaka is the new thing, right? And their game is so similar from what I read. Again, I know nothing about tennis, but watching it firsthand, you see that the power, the veracity. I mean, these, these women are fucking beasts. They're badass. And, and I liked how different they are, at least from just, again, the completely like ignorant viewer that I am. I, I like, I like Serena's emotion. I like when she like, yells at herself like i see myself doing that. that's how i get sometimes like i'm yeah. like fucking run another lap bitch or you know do it like i like that i like the energy i like the self-hype but then you watch the post-match interview with naomi osaka and she's just very quiet very you know she's young yeah and she just uh she's very she's different super cool yeah she's super cool in her like in the in her like immaturity a little bit she's like for sure mature for her age and like the her all her actions from yeah. like the you know all the social causes and and obviously the success but she's still like it's kind of fun the immaturity just on like a like how long she's been successful out of four which is not that long you know she's relatively new to the scene so like her saying things that you know 
maybe somebody older would think, you know, different to say. And like the way she, she, she's open about how nervous she is and open about how, you know, she's playing against her hero. And like, it's just kind of fun to see somebody that's like got that innocence left and is really a kid is really a kid when it comes to it. And she's obviously very, very successful already at a very young age. And they're already, you know, talking about sort of the passing of the torch, especially yesterday because Serena then does a weird kind of like saluting of the crowd and a teary eyed press conference and gets up a little bit quick. And somebody asked her if she was saying farewell. And she said, if I was saying farewell, I wouldn't tell anybody. It was like, seems like whether or not she is saying it, it seems like she's sort of hinting at like, I have legitimately and literally passed the torch to her today. Like I may not be back here, which yeah. is kind of crazy because there was all that hype. And then it's kind of a letdown of a match. And then might be, might be, you know, we might be, she might be in the Ben Roethlisberger stage of her career. Yeah, no, for sure. But I, I did enjoy it. Uh, side note, I don't know what's going on. I hear you fine. How's your connection looking? Seems fine to me. Are we getting complaints that I'm not coming through? Well, no, you're, you're visually you're, you're not doing well, but audio wise, I hear you great. Looks like my internet, who knows what's going on now with all this weather. Uh, my internet is seeming not to work at all right now. Okay. Yet I don't know how we're continuing to do the show because it's connected to the internet. If that makes any sense. It, I, it does make sense. Um, I don't know if you're, are you monitoring any sort of comments? Is anybody saying? No, I just tried to hit refresh. It, it can't refresh is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. So. I'd assume the audio is still recording because we're still here on Zoom, correct? Sure. You know what I'm saying? But like, I look fine from my end. You, you're all pixelated and everything. All right. I just hope everything looks fine on my end. Okay. Because I can't even hit refresh on my, uh, like I'm hitting refresh on my computer and it's just not working. Okay. So it makes me think it's an internet connection. Anyway, I just want to let you know, God forbid, if we lost all this, I don't know why we would, because um, it's we're still recording. So let's just go. It sucks for the YouTube people, but let's just continue through. What do you think? Sure. Okay. And now I hit record or I hit refresh. And now I don't know what's going on. Now I don't even know what we were going to talk about. Oh, I know what we'll talk about. Big contract, Fernando Tatis Jr. Holy cow. Big contract. Not the biggest ever, um, but right up there. And I know that there's, I know that these deals that are 13 and 14 years, et cetera, et cetera, is a essentially don't, they essentially can't work out till the end. Right. But, I think this is going to be end up being a bargain for them. Why do you say that? That's a lot of money, man. I say that because unlike the Bryce Harper deal, he's in the league. Like this is his, this will be his second full year. Yeah. He hasn't they, even played 162 games. Yeah. So essentially it's not even his real second full year, but it, you know, it, it, he, he 
started and finished last season in a shortened season. He comes up the year before. They get in him early. The reason I think that this could be a steal is, let's say you take the, what is it, $340 million? Yeah. Let's, I'm, I'm, this is totally hypothetical. But let's say you take that $340 million and you spread it out over 10 years. Let's just say the last four years of his career are complete another dog shit. They, he's he's a, a bench player. He doesn't play at all. But they're tied to that money. If they pay him $34 million a year for 10 years at the production that he gave you last year, with... Uh, inflation with the way these contracts just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It'll be a great deal. You're assuming a lot though. I would counter you're, you're assuming 10 years of that type of production. That's a lot. I'm saying 10. So how about this 10 years at a, you know, all-star shortstop in the NL, like, I, th- I think that this ends up being a de- like a steal of a deal for them. Um, Harper is way older when they give him the contract. I mean, sure. not, maybe not way older, but way further in his career. He's still got whether or not he came up. They both, they both came up when they were really young. And Harper was already coming off of a down year. Like you're getting it. You're just getting in so early on this. That like, you look at the A Rod deal that he signed with Texas, and then the A Rod deal that he signs with the Yankees. It's essentially giving him one year, one deal for that whole thing. You know what I mean? So you don't have to do seven years from now when baseball, when the best baseball players get sixty million dollars a year. It's like he's already locked in the thirty-four. Yeah, I mean personally, I, I- and, and I'm just talking about the ten. That's just for ten years. I think this is, I think, you know, barring injury, if he's 80% of what he was for the majority of this career, I think it's a steal. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I would, I would argue. I just, I just, he's only 22. I, I know what you're saying, but I would say it's just, it's so much money, man. I don't, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this, right? Where a guy who hasn't played a full season. He's played 149 games. He's getting this. And I know how good he is. I think that's what makes it the, the good. That's what makes it a good deal. If you, if you wait three more years and you give him this deal, you're giving him the deal, almost counting that the end of the deal sucks. This way, if the end of the deal sucks, the way that everybody's counting on the end of the trout deal sucking and the end of the Harper deal sucking and the end of the pool holes deal that sucked and the end of if, if it happens, it's par for the course. That's what all of these contracts are. The end of it's going to suck. We'll just trade Robinson Cano to the Mets when he turns 40. Like that's you know what I mean? And so you're counting on that happening. So if it happens, it's par for the course. If he just plays fine into his mid thirties, you got a bargain. Yeah. 
I mean, they're going all in. You have to hand it to them. They got now two, three hundred million guys, three, two, three hundred million dollar guys with him and Machado. Um, which is crazy. They're going yeah. all in. Obviously, we got a great rivalry brewing with the Dodgers and the Padres, same division, both going all in. I mean, Bryce Harper is 28. Bryce Harper's deal was for 13 years. Yeah. It's crazy. So you, got, you, you know, this deal ends at the same time. Essentially, this deal ends a year later than Bryce Harper's deal. And this he'll be six years younger. Yeah. But this has been so crazy because you, you either are, when I'm talking to you, it's either like you're stopped completely, but you're talking or it's like in a like weird movement delay. It's like, I'm on it. It's like, I'm on acid talking to you. It's crazy. I don't know if we should just stop this and restart it or what we should do. Uh, Justin Wood just texted us. Everything is, everything is fine. Exclamation point. Both look sexy. That's hilarious because my internet is not working. Yeah. Which sucks because I don't know if I can play the calls that I have. So we have some good calls. So I guess we'll just keep letting it rip. I am connected to the internet. I don't know. Dude, who knows? Did, did something happen? Did a multiple people here saying I, I look, everything looks normal. Did um, I, did I put something in my know, lunch? I didn't, I didn't realize how many people I I have that watch our show live that I'm friends with like <laughs> getting text messages. You guys look fine. Everything's good. Okay. Well, good to know. I mean, uh, so are you're, you're a little bit skeptical of this Tatis I, deal. I am just because of, again, it's guaranteed. Like what if he gets it? I mean, I, yeah. you could say that about anybody. Like what, what yeah. if he gets In, injured next year? Injuries happen. And obviously we all saw the tweet, but the Mets will still be paying Bob Bonilla for one year after it's over, after this deal's over. <laughs> so, for real, I didn't see that. Yeah, but you know, I mean, obviously, Bobby Bonilla is just the face of the extended deal thing. The, the Reds are Everybody, still paying Kendrick Jr., so it's yeah, the same yeah, yeah. thing. But and so the, these, I, I think the thing is, is like these deals. That's that's sort of the out. Is like in the end, if Tatis is, you know, if they. If they turn it into he gets two million dollars for the rest of his life, like what what do they care? The bottom line is, and I know Dodgers fans are gonna be fucking rolling their eyes and you know, because they have their half season asterisk championship and you know, all that, but the Padres are coming for you. Oh yeah. They mean they mean business. They have had the best off season and for sure. And by the way, you know, you and I always like going to Petco. It's a beautiful stadium down there in San Diego. Uh, because of these new deals, their burritos are not going to be $42. So right. bad right. news for the locals in San Diego. Um, But, you know, if you're San Diego, you got like at some point you got to try to be a legitimate baseball club. And they have. I don't want to say they've gotten the dirty slides bump entirely, but we told them to bring back the Brown. They brought back the Brown. They're immediately better. Now they're, the marquee players are coming to life. They're signing all these guys. I mean. The Sandy, I'll say this: the San Diego Padres will make the playoffs this year. Well, they've always said they're a small market, which always confused me because I'm like, well, population-wise, you're not a small market. San Diego has a 
very largely populated city. So that always made me laugh. Like, oh, we're a small market. I'm like, you're not a small market. Kansas City, Cincinnati is a small market. I think I think San Diego and Anaheim and whatever, I think the those it's like they consider themselves smallish markets because they kind of like bleed into each other, right? Like Anaheim's kind of gets gets a stolen by the Dodgers, stolen by the Padres a little bit. The Padres are like, you know, I mean, how many, how many people like where's, where's San Diego rank like city size in the country? Like it's, it's a medium sized city, not actual city. It's like top 10, dude. Oh, really? Yeah. But, and that's probably everything. That's probably San Diego County and Oceanside. I I looked it up the other day and I'd look it up now, but wait, my internet doesn't work, but yet I'm still, dude, this is like the power of God that it's still doing our show. Like the show must go on. Well, the dirty sports bump was in effect. I was like, yo, Tim Tebow, you got to stop. And guess who retired? Tim Tebow. Yeah. And thank God. Literally. Thank you, God. You think that's from blowback? What do you think? What do you think spurred that? Uh, that's a great question because he doesn't announce it until right after they announce that he gets an invite to camp. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. didn't see, was there much blowback? I didn't really fully pay attention. I don't, I, don't, I mean, I, I would say that the blowback from you is probably the strongest of like, you know, I mean, he, he got roasted pretty well. Maybe he just got to the point where he, obviously he's got his hands in a lot of different things. Maybe he just got to the point of like, shit, I got to go to St. Lucie right now and like get back into baseball shape. Maybe he, you know, hasn't really been taking a ton of batting practice this off season, which a lot of these guys like don't necessarily like a lot of people, the off seasons, the off season. I mean, obviously the harder you work the better, but like a lot of these guys, it's like they go fishing and then that's what spring training's for to like get tuned back up. And maybe he just didn't feel like trying to trying to do it again and the blowback and the press and whatever, who knows if somebody talked to him, I saw a great tweet, shout out to, um, our friends that put it in the podcast, a great Mets podcast that I've, I've guested on a few times. Uh, my boy, Jesse Funk, I'm assuming is responsible for the tweet, but he wrote Tim Tebow has given up baseball for Lent, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, that is funny. I think I think I saw a tweet from uh, Dirtball Jesus about like you know Tebow's married now. It's like he's getting laid. He's like I don't need baseball, right? Tebow finally had sex and he realized how awesome it was. Or maybe his wife uh, doesn't want him in a locker room full of shirtless men. Ooh, Andy Ruther theory right there. So we're the Mets are done with Tebow, and that's good because this is a new regime for the Mets. It's a new era. Um, I would say if, you know, if you look at, we just said how great the off season's been. I think the Padres probably had the best off season of, of any team. The Mets probably a close second and, you know, they fired the uh, sexual predator that they hired at GM. They get rid of Tim Tebow. They get Lindor. They get like, you know, it's a new era. So it's the Steve Cohen or like, you know, Steve Cohen comes in and ruins every internet kids stock market dreams like it's a you know it's a new time to be a Mets fan and Tim Tebow is part of the old regime so bye forever yeah go back to the SEC network and mega churches or whatever he does I feel like or maybe or maybe he realized that uh 
you know, maybe he heard the rumblings that Carson Wentz was off to the Colts and he realized that the Philadelphia, like he's literally as qualified as anybody to be the Philadelphia Eagles quarterback right didn't, now. Didn't he play? Did he play? He played for Philly for a minute, right? Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, meanwhile the Vikings GM's like, T-Bone's available. Interesting. 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 I still can't believe he won. <laughs> the, the craziest thing about Tim Tebow is he get like a Bradford Tebow back. We run like a split wish situation. <laughs> Tebow won a playoff game. That's crazy to me. They beat the Steelers. Yeah. Tim Tebow Tim- beat the Steelers. That's nuts to me. Yeah. Do you remember how bad those games were? I got, I can remember watching those games. He'd go like five of 12. Yeah. For like 42 yards and like 90 yards rushing. And they'd somehow wings their defense played great. Yeah. All oh, those games were so bad. The Tebow. And everybody era. was like, everybody was like, Tebow, Tebow, Tebow. And then they were like, we're going to get Peyton Manning and go to a couple Super Bowls real quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, that one freak slant pass that Tim Tebow did in the playoffs. Peyton Manning is going to do eight of those a game. Yeah. Okay. Brano, should I try to test the calls? By the way, I saw, I also saw a great Tim Tebow stat. Tim Tebow finished with more professional home runs than he finished with professional touchdown passes. Shut up. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Baseball career is a debacle. Such a mess. All right. Here's what I'm going to do. Either we're going to end with calls and we had some good ones. So shout out to the dirt balls. 310-359-8365. We're going to end with calls or they're not going to work. And we're just going to end the show and it's going to be a really short show. Sorry. Okay. Push these to the next week. I have a feeling calls will work, but. But why? Because it's, it's connected to the internet. Let's see. Let's test it out. I'm back once again from. Well, this one's working. You heard that? Yeah. Although that one might've been, uh, Buffered. Let's find out. Let's let's see. Beautiful Tom's River, New Jersey, home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions. And uh, on the latest podcast, you guys mentioned how the stand. Oh, what Did a it tease. fail! What a tease! Wow! It just stopped at 12 seconds in. Kyle Aronofsky calling. That's really too bad. I was I was excited for calls. Me too, because there were some good ones. Now I can say, I remember what the calls are. I remember what that one is. How about how about I'll do this? That was a good one because that was a good sports discussion. Only if you do only if you do the impressions too. I need you to do Kyle Arnowski. I need you to do, I need you to do each person's call. Kyle Arnowski calling in from beautiful Tom's Riz. No, that's terrible. I'm not good at impressions. Okay, this was his question though. Okay, it's even weirder that I can't really see you, which is makes this funnier. Um. We had talked about the trophies last episode with throwing the Lombardi trophy and the Lombardi Karen Cup and yep, Lombardi Karen and Stanley which, Cup and you which know. I didn't know by the way. Not not that it was the the most original idea of all time to call her Karen Lombardi, but apparently everybody had been calling her Karen Lombardi. I didn't know that either. Yeah. So whatever. Well, his call was. I think everyone agrees that the Stanley Cup is the most revered, the best trophy of the four major sports. Yes. What about the other ones? Like, where do we? Afternoon, gentlemen. This is uh, Brandon from whoa. Bay, Pennsylvania. Whoa, whoa! Did we get the internet back? Did we get it back? I mean, you are the. This is the Philadelphia Eagles of internet over there. Like, it doesn't know if what it what it is right now. 
I don't know. It just started playing, but the internet's not working because I'm trying to refresh something else. Anyway, let me finish up. Sorry, dirtballs. Deal with this. I don't know what's going on right now. Uh, regardless, how would we rank the other trophies? And I think that's a good question. I think we're uh, all. I, I think. I think. It, it, I mean, mine. Mine's pretty. I'm pretty set. I think it's. Me too. Uh, Me too. I don't love the Lombardi Trophy. I don't love how it looks. Um, I'm going. I'm going Stanley Cup, basketball, football, baseball. I think the baseball trophy is horrible. I agree. But the I'm baseball go- trophy looks like it would poke you. Like, why are there little flags? <laughs> There's like, just make it a glove and a ball. Like the baseball trophy is by far the worst. I agree. I mean, like, you know, we start getting into other stuff. Like the, the world cup soccer trophy is pretty dope, you know? Um, but yeah, the four majors, I'm going hockey, basketball, football, baseball. We're, we're going to flip. We're going to agree with the first and the last. I'm going to flip. I like football. Number two, it's more. It's more known. It's more like everybody knows the football Lombardi. What's the basketball one? Just a giant circle. I have no idea if you guys can. And now Andy's back. Now Andy's moving again. Oh, I locked up. Yeah. Okay. Now it's saying my internet connection is unstable, but I think I got everything back. Okay. So, so you're going football. See, to me, the foot, the, the Lombardi trophy, it's like on a pedestal. Like, why is the pedestal involved? Yeah. Like, I actually like the college football trophy. Like, the crystal football looks way better. Yeah. Yeah. I like the basketball trophy with, like, the with like the hoop attached. There's not a hoop of a basketball trophy. Yeah. Is it's kind of like, it's yeah, it's kind of got, like, the the gold thing. And I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be, like, they. I'm pretty sure it's got, like, a little carved netting in it. Okay. Well... I, you know, me personally, Lombardi, number two, basketball, three, baseball. Yeah. Like, what are you trying to do? Gouge somebody's eye out? What, what's yeah. going on there? Um, And all the pennant flags. It's probably interesting when there was like eight teams. Now there's 30 pennant flags on it. Yeah. Well, I think I think and I got Justin Turner's poking people with it. They're bleeding. You know, everybody's getting COVID. It's killing Tommy Lasorda. Like, come on. Too soon, Joe. Too soon. Too soon. Uh, I think I got calls back. Let's try them out. Let's go. This question is for Joe. Uh, with spring training starting today and baseball season on the horizon, uh, I was just curious if you and Andy Lazarus were going to start up Dirty Slides again, whether it be through Zoom or in person. Um, I know that I loved listening to the show every chance that I got. And with the full season, you know, we got plenty of games to talk about, even if it's just a once a week or, you know, once every two week kind of thing. Thanks guys. Take care. Bye. I'm bringing the mic to my mouth like Dirk in the press conference to say dirty slides will return. Dirty slides will for sure be back. This is a season. This is, this is, I'll, I'll essentially say this. Every season of dirty slides up to this point has been spring training for the Cohen Mets Cohen era. We fixed the, Padres. The Padres are a big market franchise again. The Padres have a $800 million infield. The Padres are wearing brown. The Padres are going to make the playoffs this year. We're turning our, you know, we're turning dirty slides into uh, all the, all the, the good slides juju is going toward the Steve Cohen Mets. Dirty slides will be back. We'll do one 
we'll we'll do a baseball preseason spring training preview within 10 days from now and we will get a regular episode up and loaded what really needs to happen what really took some wind out of our sails was for some reason twitter has stolen the dirty slides twitter feed from us and we cannot access it and uh wait what yeah i can't access dirty slides twitter because it's linked to a you know an email but the but when you request a new password change it doesn't send it to that email like we're locked out of twitter which is upsetting i'm gonna work on it uh but either way we will we will upload a new dirty slides very soon well that'll be in person right that'll be in person possibly over zoom we can do either way because yeah We'll, we'll figure it out. All right. Well, we might as well continue. Here's another question for you. Ooh, just getting hit with the call today. What is going on? Joe and Andy is your boy, Troy, from New Jersey. Um, I'm just wondering. I DM Joe, actually. And uh, I'm just wondering about the whole – because it's next season right now. I mean, we're six seed. I'm fucking juice. It's been a while. It's been a while. As a mellow realist of myself – I'm just wondering, I remember Joe tweeting, you know, he's really anti the Porzingis trade, but I was just looking at the stats. Like, we got tons of picks for it. We got Quickly. We got Randall. We got the Rose now from, like, one of the picks that we got from that. I'm just wondering, retracting that statement a little bit. Porzingis does not look like the same guy. He's injured almost all the time. Um, I mean, he can't get any post moves, but that's about it. Uh, hope to hear your thoughts. Stay dirty. And uh, Connors are Philly fans, though. He's fucking scum of the earth. So I did get, um, I did get his tweet and I, I meant to reply to it. Um, I will say this. So I think there's a couple of different things happening here. First of all, I've already taken the L on Tom Thibodeau. I thought Tibbs was the wrong hire for a young team. It seemed like, you know, the game and player empowerment was not suitable for a guy who's Mr. You know, general style Tibbs has been great. The Knicks are for sure overachieving. Um, that's taken a little bit of a turn lately. Like they, they played pretty well. They, they didn't, they got waxed by the magic yesterday, but they're, they're still in a playoff position. Um, a buddy of mine was asking like what the Knicks, what's a successful rest of the season. I said, not to make a disastrous trade and, you know, maybe play a six game first round series. Like that would be a win. You know, and I think a successful season for the Knicks would be um, to get into the playoffs for sure. Like not be the play in game, not be whatever, get in, have a playoff series and like be competitive and turn the winning around. That being said, the uh, Perzingis trade is something that like Knicks fans uh, love to kind of point to as like, look at all we got with you know, the Perzingis trade. And I got to say, I don't really agree necessarily. So right now, um, one of the things and, and uh, Troy, I guess it was who sent us this is the $74 million in cap space that Perzingis got us, uh, got Bobby Portis, Wayne Ellington, Julius Randall, Marcus Morris, Reggie Bullock, Alfred Payton, and Taj Gibson. 
So everybody's like, look, R- Julius Randle should be an all-star. That is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven names. Julius Randle is the only person of those seven that I wouldn't happily see get put on a rocket ship and shot into the sun. So when you talk about the Chris Tabs for Zingas $74 million in cap space, getting you Julius Randall is like, listen, there also would have been cap space to sign Julius Randall and just not six other disastrous players. Reggie Bullock has been serviceable for the Knicks this year, but like we don't need them. It's not like the reason you trade a unicorn. Alfred Payton's been serviceable, but meanwhile, Derek Rose and Emmanuel quickly and whatever guys who are like giving up minutes. So Alfred Payton can be there. Also, you give up Dennis Smith jr. Or you, sorry, you get Dennis Smith jr. Who's already gone and was terrible. And here's the other thing. Yes. You gave up Courtney Lee who good riddance, you know, but the other thing that the Knicks don't have right now, they keep trying to do it with Alec Burks. They keep trying to do it with Reggie Bullock. They keep they don't have like a legit shooting, like a stretchy wing player. I know the Knicks, the Tim Hardaway contract, the Tim Hardaway Jr. contract was terrible. And you got that off your books, but it's kind of unfair to be like, we also got Tim Hardaway Jr. off our books. Like you didn't have to give Tim Hardaway Jr. a terrible fucking contract. Oh, you right. could have given him a reasonable contract and then had him. Tim Hardaway Jr. Like on this Knicks team would be great. Say, dude, he, I, he plays, he plays, he plays very well on the Mavs, and he fills that role perfectly. Like the, the like the Knicks would love to have Tim Hardaway Jr. You wouldn't love to have him at his contract, but it's like you're not allowed to say you're not allowed to be like they got that terrible contract off their books. They gave him that terrible contract. Yeah. So it's kind of ridiculous. Now the Perzingis itself thing, in terms of oh he's not healthy, he's not whatever, is one thing. But like hindsight's twenty twenty. But when you look in hindsight, you got. Six of seven terrible players, six of seven players in free agency. And only one of them was, you know, worked out like you, you could have still absolutely signed Julius Randle. You still absolutely could have, you know, kept one or two of these other guys who are terrible with the money that you save. I Like, I just think looking at these things and saying like, Oh, it leads to quickly. It leads to this. At least like Emmanuel quickly has been awesome, but the Knicks, everybody agreed. The Knicks kind of reached for him in the draft. Now it doesn't look like it's a reach, but if you want to take Emmanuel quickly early, you're going to be able to do that. Whether or not you have like, you you know, you can take him in the second round. You can take whatever, like also are they, you know, like Obi Toppin is TBD, but like maybe that's a waste of draft. Like, I just think hindsight is twenty twenty to say that this team ends up exactly with these guys because Perzingis. Because the only thing you can really point out is that Perzingis leads to cap space, which leads to them signing a bunch of terrible players. Now, here's where it gets interesting. And I know this is the longest call ever about the Chris Tapps Perzingis, longest ever answer about the Chris Tapps Perzingis trade is. If the Mavs suck 
and continue to kind of suck. And some of those draft picks turn into great draft picks. Now we're talking, okay. Now we're talking, okay, it worked out. But as it sits right now, you can kind of shift the pieces around however you want to make it look like, oh, it's a good deal. It's a bad deal. It's a good deal. It's a bad deal. The Knicks could have Emmanuel quickly and Julius Randle and Chris Porzingis and, you know, maybe you don't, can't have Tim Hardaway Jr. But again, you can't say, oh, fuck, Tim Hardaway Jr.'s contract was terrible. You gave him that terrible contract. Yeah. Or I think maybe traded for him after the, the Hawks gave him that terrible contract. I don't remember what it was, but either way, they acquired the terrible contract or gave him slash extended the terrible contract. So you can't really blame them. Hey, we got rid of Tim Hardaway. Well, how'd you get Tim Hardaway Jr. in the fucking first place? And by the way, Tim Hardaway Jr. would be great on the Knicks. And I would trade Alfred Payton and Alec Burks and Reggie Bullock and Wayne Ellington, who's already gone, and Bobby Portis, who's already gone. And the corpse of Taj Gibson and all the, I would trade every single one of them and Austin rivers who doesn't play anymore. I would get rid of all of them for a guy like Tim Hardaway jr. Who can actually stretch the floor. That's Lakers. Who you got tonight? Uh, I got the, the AD, the AD less Lakers. That's what I was going to say. It's the AD less Lakers, which makes me want to say I've got the nets, but at the same time, it's like, you know, just where everything's pointing one way. Mm-hmm. How about this? I'll bet the Lakers to cover. Yeah, I think the Nets win. All right, let's do one more call. We've had a lot of discussions about the weather. Let's hear from our farmer dirt. Oh, Lakers are somehow favored by three. You know what? I'm in. Let's let's go. I'll take the Lakers tonight. Let's let's hear the life of a farmer in the cold, Joe. Joe and Andy, your number one uh, farmer dirtball from Minnesota. want to talk weather a little bit. You guys mentioned uh, the weather on the last episode here. Joe mentioned, you know, unless you're like a farmer or something, the weather don't fucking matter. Guess what? Start my pickup in the morning. I get my pickup. I drive to work. A mile to work. Get out of my pickup. Fuck, it's cold out. I run into the loader to start mixing feed. Heated seat. Sit in my heated seat. Get off my heated seat into my heated tractor. Feed the cows. Hopefully nothing's broken. As long as nothing's broken, I mean, we're fine. If you're a crop farmer, you're not not able to participate in the conversation. We have dairy cows. We ought to actually do shit a little bit. But, uh, I mean, it's not. We all act rough and tumble as farmers. But the advent of technology has made things a lot easier. My grandfather freezing his ass off on his horse was uh, something to be proud of. But Got heated water tanks, heated tractor seats, heated shop. You just don't do as much stuff. Take it easy, man. Have some Miller lights. <laughs> yeah, you don't think about that. I love it because I was even saying basically everybody, like, basically the complaining about the cold is you're in your fucking car and you're in your house or whatever. I was basically saying only farmers can complain. And he's saying, he has no complaints. Well, you know, he's, he's, everything's he's, heated. Yeah. He's one guy like, yeah. Like I would be curious, you know, my mom grew up on a farm. All my uncles have farms. I'd be curious. I'd assume though, and they're older, but I'd assume they'd have the same thing like heat and their tractors. Yeah. I mean, listen, Andy, we're not, 
like the, the call says, you know, the, the technology is taking care of these guys. If your uncle has decided not to get a fucking heated tractor, it seems like, like, yeah, I mean, I can't, if you don't heat your car, you really can't complain either. You know what I mean? Yeah. The technology is there. Yeah. 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 Unless you're in Texas And, and it's great to hear. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is an interesting perspective how far we've come. It really is. Guys, drop us a call. 310-359-8365. That's the hotline. Drop us an iTunes review and you get two free koozies. I sent out 17 this week. Long overdue. So if you've left an iTunes review in January, a koozie is on the way. Just leave your Instagram or Twitter handle. And if you don't have one of those, email me. AndyRuther45 at gmail.com. It's that simple. Yes, Joe. No, no, I, I, I didn't know you were done there. Ah. I guess it's just that simple as like your your closing phrase. Uh, at Joe Prano on Instagram and TikTok and Venmo and all kinds of other things. If if you're wondering what my name is on anything and it's not Twitter, it's at Joe Prano. Otherwise, I am Fix Your Life on Twitter. Um, I'm pretty sure uh, Troy's DM about Perzingis is the only one that I've not answered in the history of people sliding into my DMS. So feel free to message me on Twitter. If you got any sports questions, uh, send me a picture on Twitter or Instagram of you drinking a Miller light. Uh, I sent out some cameo Valentine's. I'm still on cameo, all that stuff. You know, or you know what it is. And, uh, keep your eye out, rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there subscribing to podcasts, subscribe to the dirty slides. Cause another one of those will be coming soon. And if you know how the internet works, uh, I don't know why I had shaky time today. Let me know. I don't know what's going on here. I don't know if the the snow got to it. An icicle fell. I don't know. Icicles are everywhere. I haven't stepped foot out of the house today. I got to tell you, Andy, we we might pay more in taxes. The big one might make, you know, this part of California that I'm in slide into the ocean one day. But. All the tech companies are out here. So as far as internet goes, all I got to say is quality of life. They're not all out there. They're leaving, Joey. You quality follow, of internet service. Got to follow that news. A lot of those companies are going to Texas. Let's see, see how that goes with uh, the Jewish space lasers shutting down the windmills. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot have left, buddy. A lot have left. Yeah, we, we uh, no, it's probably a me thing. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Cincinnati Bell. What's up? What's up with you guys? Figure Cincinnati. it out. But listen, your technical, your, your, your telecommunications company, if it still has bell in the name, it's antiquated. Get the bells. We're still on the bell system out there. Yeah. I don't want to use spectrum. Like Alexander Graham Bell. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to use spectrum. Hello. Hello. Operator, please. I'm having internet troubles. <laughs> Could you connect me to the local internet farm? I'm having some internet connection cables. Ah, uh, well, that's the show, guys. Thank you for the support. They're talking into a little fucking handset. Thank holding, you for holding fucking shit up to your ear. Thank you for tuning in as I uh, made it through Cincinnati Bell and their shaky connection. The fucking farmer dirtball up in Minnesota's got Wi-Fi in his fucking tractor. You're in a basement connecting to fucking sending telegrams. 
Morse code systems. Morse code. We haven't even got the telegrams. Guys, have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching whatever you're doing. And as always, stay dirty.